0: the fortieth book of orlando furioso this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by thomas copeland orlando furioso by ludovico Ariosto, translated by sir john harrington book forty the argument great agramant doth fly and in his flight would kill himself but sober in him forbode deserta being fired a woeful sight at last they meet gradasso in a road they send a challenge three to three to fight unto orlando where he then abode rogero fights with dudon to set free seven kings whom bound in chains he chanced to see twere long my lord to tell of all that fought in that sea fight and certes all the while that I should tell it you, I should be thought to bear pots, as they say, to Samos Isle, where earthen vessels in great store are wrought, or owls to Athens, crocodiles to Nile. For more than can of this by me be told, yourself have caused many to behold. Your faithful people had a long prospect, when all a day upon the stream of Poe your men, as your great value did direct, THE SHIPPING OF YOUR FOES ASSAULTED SO, THAT WITH THEIR BLOOD THE STREAM THEY DID INFECT, AND BROUGHT UPON THEM ALL A WORLD OF WOE. THEN BOTH YOURSELF AND OTHERS PLAIN DID SEE, HOW SUNDRY DEATHS IN FIGHTS OF SEA THERE BE. IT WAS NOT THEN INDEED MY HAP TO SENT THEN TO ROME SIX DAYS BEFORE IN POST, TO CRAVE THEN AT THE HOLY FATHER'S FEET RELIEF AND AID AGAINST SO GREAT AN HOST, And in that time your grace with them did meet in such a sort so sorely to their cost, and so you pared the lion's teeth and paws, that since that time to fear we had no cause. But Alfonsin and Moore that saw the same, Afrenio, Annibal, and Zerbinet, Albert, and Bagan, and three that bear my name, declared to me the conquest you did get also their banners monuments of fame which offered in the churches you did set with fifteen galleys ta'en a thousand boats of that rich conquest give us open notes he that had seen the fire and wondrous reek that at that time was wrought upon your foes when for your few there many were too weak he might describe the deaths and divers woes of agramante's host of which i speak and of their great and grievous overthrows THEN, WHEN AMIDST THE SURGING WAVES AND SALT, STOUT Judon IN THE NIGHT DID THEM ASSAULT. WHEN FIRST THE FIGHT BEGAN, THE NIGHT WAS DARK, BUT WHEN THE FLAME UPON THE PITCH TOOK HOLD, THE FIRE GAVE LIGHT, AND DID SO CLEARLY SPARK THAT AGREMENT MIGHT PLAINLY NOW BEHOLD HIS ENEMIES AND THEIR GREAT NUMBER MARK. INCREDIBLE, IF ANY HAD IT TOLD. WHEREFORE, IN SEASON TO PREVENT THE WORST, HE CHANGED THE COURSE HE HAD INTENDED FIRST and choosing out a vessel swift of sail and placing there his things of greatest price with brilliador sith all hope now doth fail to steal from thence he closely doth devise and while that Dudon dawn doth his men assail in all the haste he can away he flies his men the sword the sea the fire destroys and he is fled that causeth there a noise and in that bark with him Sabrino fled, who much complained, and was not little grieved, that that which he before so truly said, yet then by agreement was not believed. But tell me now how good Astolfo sped, and what exploits Orlando had achieved, who counseled so to raise Bizerta Town that it might never annoy the imperial crown. And so it was in public sort proclaimed, that the third day the salt they should expect. Astolfo had some ships before ordained, for Dudon had not all for this effect, and these same ships with Sansonet remained, a man that could by sea and land direct, who rode at anchor near Berserta's shore, but distant from the haven a mile and more. The British duke and valiant paladine, that, like good Christians, use it evermore to pray to God for grace and aid divine, proclaim it in the camp three days before that to assault the town they did assign, by fast and public prayer, Christ to adore, and crave his aid against that wicked town, that they might raise it quite and beat it down, and having ended that their solemn fast, and made their vows accustomed in such case, then, friendly, they together take repast, and each his friend and parent doth embrace and spake as if those words should be their last the kindly tears oft trickling down their face and every one resolved by and by either to win the town or in the place to die also the wretched priests within the town with feigned show of foolish superstition pray unto macon that he do not frown on them and vow to him on that condition great holocausts with cost of many a crown of him they seek to have their sins remission and as if he the fates could mend or alter they offer sacrifices on his altar then when they were by their great cady blessed they went but faintly to their city wall yet did the fair aurora take her rest and scarce the eastern coast yet looked pale when sansenet astolpho and the rest that had the needful things provided all THE NOBLE ENTERPRISE DID TAKE IN HAND, AND DID ASSAULT THE TOWN BY SEA AND LAND. BISERTA HATH THIS MANNER SITUATION. TWO PARTS THEREOF WITH WATER ARE enclosed, TWO PARTS WITH GOODLY WALL OF ANCIENT FASHION, BUT NOT SO STRONG AS ONE WOULD HAVE SUPPOSED, AND THOUGH TO MAKE NEW STRENGTH AND REPARATION THE KING BRANSARDO ALL THE TOWN DISPOSED, HIS TIME AND WARNING WERE SO SHORT AND SMALL HE COULD DO LITTLE GOOD OR NONE AT ALL astolfo did appoint the nubian king such wise to noy the keepers of the wall with darts and turkish bows and many a sling that from the battlements he drave them all that now he might both horse and footman bring upon the ditch in peril none or small and each according to his power and skill brought matter wherewithal the ditch to fill Some faggots brought, and some brought store of helm, some heavy stones, and some light planks and boards. And lest the stream their works might overwhelm, they turned it away by other fords. Great store of wood there grew in that same realm, the which to them great store of stuff affords. And now that proverb see performed to might, that many hands make heavy works but light the Nubians fierce, impatient of all stay, and by desire of gain all headlong led, the peril great and danger do not weigh, but each man claps his target on his head, and then their battery to the walls they lay, with rams and engines strongly furnished, with which to shake the walls they do begin, nor were they all unfurnished within, darts stones and planks yea even their houses tile they flang down on them when they drew more near by which they brake and pierce it otherwhile their engines huge so as it might appear dame fortune seemed at first on perks to smile but after soon again she changed her cheer no sooner night was gone and sun once up but that they tasted of another cup THEN ON EACH SIDE THEY HAD SO HOT A CHARGE AS HARDLY THEY WERE ABLE TO SUSTAIN. SANSONET OF THE SHIPPING HAD THE CHARGE, AND HE BY SEA ASSAULTS THEM TO THEIR PAIN. AND FOR THEIR POWER WAS GREAT AND PLACE WAS LARGE, EACH CAPTAIN TOOK WITH HIM A SEVERAL TRAIN, THEREBY THE MORE TO TROUBLE ALL THEIR FOES, AND OF THEIR VIRTUE TO MAKE LARGER foes and for that special cause they do divide their mighty host into four several parts to then that by that means it might be spied which men had stout and which had fainting hearts great towers on mighty wheels did seem to ride drawn with great force like ordinary carts and elephants did carry towers so tall as did in height surpass the city wall a scaling-ladder brandemart doth bear and climbs himself and causeth others' climb, For what man having such a guide could fear? Each man to stay doth think it heinous crime. The latter's strength was weighed by no man there. Each wrung a man, and some bears two sometime. Now Brandemart, to conquest wholly bent, gets to the top and wins a battlement. With hand and foot he clamoured in such sort he won a battlement and did it keep then with his sword he made them all such sport as caused the lookers-on not laugh but weep the latter now charged with too great resort standing a slope and not upright and steep break in the midst so that save brandemart all of them fell unto their pain and smart the captain though with this no whit dismayed, keeps still his place though he the hap did mark although he saw his men him could not aid, though he alone were all their shooting mark. His men below cried out to him and prayed him to retire, but he no whit could hark, but boldly from the wall into the town, which was thrice ten foot deep, he leaped down. As if the pavement had been straw, not stone, so leapt he down, so nimble and so light, and being there, laid so about alone, he made them all give place unto his might of those that fought he killed many a one the rest thought best to save themselves by flight but they that saw him leap down from without within their minds were full of dread and doubt straightways about the camp a rumour spread from mouth to mouth and man to man doth come and fame doth fly and flying gathers head of that hard feat that brandemart had done and comes at last whereas orlando led his band and after to king otan's son and then to olivero never ceasing but in her going still her tale increasing all these but chief orlando all among that brandemart in mind did dearly love and hearing if from thence they tarried long it would be hard his danger to remove unto the walls set scaling-ladders strong resolved now their utmost force to prove and up they mount with looks so grim and bold as scant their enemies durst them behold as when the seas are wrought with sturdy wind the venturous vessel tossed with many a wave is sometimes smote before some time behind and each surge strives a passage free to have THE FEARFUL PILOT, WITH ASTONISHED MIND, KNOWS NOT WHICH WAY HIMSELF HE SHOULD BEHAVE, TILL AT THE LAST ONE SURGE THE WHOLE POSSESSETH, AND SO BOTH PILOT, SHIP, AND ALL OPPRESSETH. SO WHEN THOSE THREE OF WHOM BEFORE I SPAKE HAD GOT THE WALL, THEY DID THE SOLDIERS TEACH TO FOLLOW THEM, AND SO LARGE PATH DID MAKE, AS THOUSANDS OF THEM NOW THE WALL DID REACH this while the monstrous rams the walls did shake in other places and made such a breach that now in many parts without resistance they might to brandemart bring good assistance Look how that stream surnamed of streams the king with damage great above his banks doth grow when some strong wind or tide of highest spring makes him beyond accustomed bounds to flow and thereby hurt under the fields doth bring and drowneth flocks and houses overthrow then trees do harbour fish as new-come guests where flying birds were wont to build their nests so now beserta walls were far too weak to save the city from both sword and fire. The valiant captains first the ice to break, to follow whom the soldiers do aspire. And what with will their ancient wrongs to wreak, and what with hope of booties and desire, they ruined soon that city that had been of Africa the sole triumphant queen. Now multitudes lay slain in every street, and with the blood that of their wounds did run the channels flowed vermilion under feet but when the fire to take had once begun no doubt it was a woeful sight to seat what spoil upon the town by fire was done such cries such plaints were over all the city as might have moved any hearts to pity their helpless gods now under foot were trodden their sacred jewels taken all for prey the conquerors come forth of houses loaden with gold with plate with fair and rich array And, though the soldiers flatly were foreboden foul beastly lust, this was to them no stay, young children and old matrons could not scape deflowering, forced, or ungodly rape. Stout Olivero, with a sound blow, slew King Bucifer and brought him to his end. Bransardo killed himself, when as he knew the city could not now itself defend, Astolfo as did in single fight subdue Fulvo, and took him prisoner in the end. These three were those whom, as before you hard, King Agramont those countries left to guard. But Agramant, who, as before I told, stole from his men and so away did sail, when as he did these flames from far behold, much did the state of that same town bewail but when a messenger did plain unfold how far his foes in afric did prevail he would have slain himself of woes to rid him save that the sage sabrino did forbid him ah sir said he in friendly sort him chiding drive from your worthy mind such wretched thought what could be to your foes more welcome tiding than that yourself your own destruction sought they doubt while you in safety are abiding but hard to keep that they have easily caught not one of them but dreads and greatly fears that afric while you live cannot be theirs your death would all your friends of hope deprive the only help that in our case is left all they have got while you remain alive they can but count it robbery and theft but if you die who shall against them strive both afric lost and we of hope are reft wherefore though for yourself you life abhorred live for our sake at least my sovereign lord the soldan sure will help your cause to advance to him you may for men and money send be sure he will be loath the king of france should nest in afric being not his friend if norandino knew of your mischance he would both men and horse and money send THE STATES OF MEDIA, PERSIA, AND ARMENI WITH ARABIA WILL HELP YOU WITH THEIR MEANI. THESE WORDS THEN SPAKE THE GRAVE WISE MAN AND OLD TO MOVE HIS PRINCE A BETTER MIND TO CARRY, AND bade HIM CHEER HIMSELF, AND STILL HE TOLD WHAT HOPES THERE WERE, THOUGH SURE HE THOUGHT CONTRARY. HE SAW AND KNEW THEIR COMFORT WAS BUT COLD, THAT LONG THEY USED TO PRAY AND SUE AND TARRY, who, having lost their crowns, to sue are fain to other kings to help them home again. Both Hannibal and Jugurth samples be to princes all that trust in foreign aid. With Lodwick's force, whom this last age did see unto a stronger Lodwick foul betrayed. Wherefore, unto that sentence I agree that Duke Alfonso of Ferrara said, a greater sign of folly is not shown than trusting others' force, distrust one's own. Wherefore, in that conflict and bitter war in which he found Christ's vicar, not his friend, and that the Venice state with him did jar, and he that promised him to defend from Italy was driven and absent far, yet never would Alfonso condescend to put himself in other men's subjection, and leave his state to foreign power's protection. But Agrament, of comfort all bereft, forsook the shore and launched to the deep. To think in what a state his realm was left does make him bitterly to wail and weep. From right hand now they sailed unto the left, and eastward all the night their course did keep, until a storm that rose within a while did cause them harbor in a little isle, a little isle void of inhabitants, but full of hares and conies and of deer, with coverts great of trees and slender plants that had not been cut down in many a year else there was nothing to supply their wants only some tokens plainly did appear that fishers used there their nets to dry the while the fish in sea do quiet lie here only in the harbor they did find a ship that had been weather-beaten sore Gradasso, forced by contrary wind came in that ship from arley late before with princely gesture and behavior kind each king salutes the t'other on the shore FOR WELL THEY LOVED TOGETHER, AND WERE LATE FELLOWS IN ARMS NEAR PARIS WALLS AND GATE. THE KING OF SERACAN WITH NO SMALL GRIEF DID HEAR THE STORY OF THEIR LATE DISTRESS, AND WHICH DID COMFORT Agramante CHIEF HIS PERSON OFFERED THESE HARMS TO REDRESS. BUT THAT HE SHALL IN EGYPT FIND RELIEF, HE GREATLY DOUBTS, AND THINKETH NOTHING LESS pompey's example teacheth you he said that banished men find there but sorry aid but sith the case so stands and that you say english ostolfo with the nubian host and mad orlando who this other day as I did hear for love his wit had lost have done such hurt i have bethought a way that at this time i think will profit most i will orlando challenge hand to hand who sure i am in my hands cannot stand were he once dead the rest i count as straw and for the nubians though i cannot dream how they should come yet know i how to draw them back again from yours to their own ream. Those other Nubians, whom a diverse law sunders from these, as well as Nilus stream, shall with Arabian and Macrobian forces assail them. These have gold, and those good horses. The king of Afric praised this offer kind, and called it a good and blessed storm that caused him, such a friend as this, to find, and thanks him for his offer but the form of it he said doth no whit please my mind no though thereby i might all harms reform and that i might desert a town regain i would not do mine honour such a stain if any man must challenge him then i it is that am in honour tied unto it and whether i shall kill or else shall die i am resolved surely i will do it Nay, then, sir, said Gridasso, I will try another way, if you assent but to it. We, too, will make one challenge thus, to fight against Orlando and some other knight. So I be one, then agramant replied, I care not, though I second be or first. For in the world is not a man beside to trust whose courage more than yours I durst sabrino that stood all the while aside into such speech upon the sudden burst hath age quoth he brought me in such contempt to be excluded from so brave attempt disgrace me not so much to leave me out age hath not tain away my vigor clean skill and experience good companions be age knoweth whatsoever youth hath been Wherefore let me be one, and you shall see that I am stronger than perhaps you ween. To this request of his they soon agree, and so they send their challenge three to three. They send a herald, as it is the use, the challenge to Orlando Stout to bear, with number like to meet at Lipidus, and so by combat end all matters there, the while each side should grant the other truce, and all acts of hostility forbear. This Lipidusa is a little isle distant from Africa's shore some twenty mile. The herald made good haste and went apace, and used all help of oars and sails he could, and coming to Orlando with good grace, his message and the challenge plain he told. Amidst Bizerte in the market place, he found him parting sums of coin and gold, of that same sacked town, the many spoils, unto his men for guerdon of their toils. Now when Orlando this brave challenge hard, he did accept it, and did much rejoice, and gave unto the herald in reward of many sumptuous gifts great store and choice. He knew before the death of Mandricard, and heard of Durandan by common voice, how that Gredasso had it, whom to find a voyage unto the Indies he assigned but knowing that he need not go so far and that his great good fortune so had wrought that he should send to offer single war whom he far off had purposed to have sought he now doth hope that long they should not bar him of his sword that he so dear had bought eek brildor he hopes now to regain that did in agramante's hands remain HE CHOOSETH FOR HIS FRIENDS TO TAKE HIS PART IN THIS SO GREAT AND DANGEROUS affray. HIS COUSIN, AND THAT FAITHFUL Brandemart, BOTH WHOM HE OFT SAW TRIED BEFORE THAT DAY, ARMORS AND HORSE AND SWORDS ON EVERY PART HE SEEKS TO GET FOR THEM THE BEST HE MAY, FOR NONE OF THEM HAD ARMOR OF HIS OWN, AS I BEFORE THIS TIME have MADE IT KNOWN. ORLANDO, WHEN HE FIRST OF ALL FELL MAD, LOST BOTH HIS SWORD AND ARMOR THAT SAME HOUR the t'others twain the sarsen taken had, and now they were safe locked up in a tower. In Africa their armor was but bad, the wars in France did daily theirs devour, they seldom had in those parts any store, and aggrament what was had had before. Such as he could, though it were old and rusty, he caused to be scoured and furbished new, and every day with his companions trusty he talked of the fight that should ensue. One day, as in a morning, fresh and lusty, they walked upon the shore, they saw in view a great ship under sail, with treble top, sail to the shore without all stay or stop. No sailors, passengers, nor any guide within the ship to be discovered were. But as the tempest drove her and the tide, she came, and safely so arrived there. But here a while the empty ship shall bide, and these three nights— because the love i bear unto rogero and rinaldo both to overpass them longer makes me loath you heard how they themselves aside did draw and of their own accords their combat cease when as they saw against all right and law on either side the battle to increase they were so earnest neither of them saw which side was first that break their vowed peace wherefore they ask of those that near them came which king of this foul breach should have the blame rogero had a valiant trusty man that served him with faithfulness and care who never since the combat first began had lost the sight of him and being ware of this new breach With all the speed he can he did his master's sword and horse prepare, and brought it him, and wished him to use it. But for that day Rogero did refuse it. Howbeit! from thence he did his course direct, and promise with Rinaldo doth renew, that if his king were first did oath neglect, and showed himself in promise so untrue, that he would leave him and his wicked sect this said he bade rinaldo then adieu demanding all he met who was in fault of this ungodly and unjust assault of all the world he hears it plainly spoken how that of youthful agramanti's part the law of arms and late sworn truce was broken which now was turned unto his loss and smart yet thinks he men would deem it were a token in him of faint or of unfaithful heart to leave his master in so great distress although his falsehood deserved no less. The thought thereof drave him to no small muse, if better twere for him to go or tarry. If he do go, he much shall her abuse whom he so oft had promised to marry. Again he thinketh that he cannot choose in his return to Afric but miscarry. He knows how perjury offendeth God, how over it A hangs a heavy rod. On t'other side, he fears the great disgrace men would impute to him his lord to leave, and think it comes of fearful heart and base. What if some men perhaps his excuse receive, when they do know and understand the case? Yet most will say he doth his lord deceive, and that a man such promise may forsake as at the first unlawful was to make. All that same day... AND ALL THAT NIGHT ENSUING HE DID THE MATTER WITH HIMSELF DEBATE, HIS LOVE, HIS LORD, ON EITHER SIDE RENEWING THE DOUBTFUL QUESTION, EACH IN DIVERSE RATE. BUT NOBLE MIND, THE GREATER SHAME ESCHEWING, CHOSE LASTLY TO RELIEVE HIS MASTER'S STATE. MUCH LOVED HE Bradamant, MUCH THOUGHT HE ON HER, BUT MORE HE LOVED HIS DUTY AND HIS HONOR wherefore resolved to depart the ream, he sought at arley ships him to transport but neither at the sea nor in the stream could he there find a ship of any sort for agrament in haste and fear extreme had all from thence or burned them in the port which when rogero once did understand he went unto marsiliaward by land in arley nor from arley all the way he saw no living turk but many a course he mindeth at marsilia if he may to get a ship by fair means or by force that into africa shall straight convey him and frontino his well-tried horse but while such thoughts he in his mind contrived great dudon with his navy there arrived that dudon whom king Agramont on seas met to his cost when erst his men were slain he fled his friend's tain prisoner and in these seven kings that erst in africa did reign a man as then might hardly cast up peas into that stream or any little grain the navy and the prizes in such number did so the river pester up and cumber but dudon's self was newly come on land and his chief prisoners he had set on shore and as in way of triumph made them stand the chief behind the meaner set before with soldiers guarded of his choicest band, who with their warlike voices evermore made that same town and all the places round of Dudon's praise and Dudon's name to sound. Rogero, when he saw these bands appear, first thought it was the fleet of Agramont, But when, as he approached now more near, he saw how much his guess of truth did want, he sees his captive friends with heavy cheer, Pempirage, Agricolt, and Ferrant, balastro rimedont and manillard and nasamon that wail their hap so hard rogero could by no means it endure to see in misery his noble friends he doubts his prayer no succor can procure and therefore he to try his force intends his lance he presently doth put inure with which not few under the ground descends his sword he draws and therewith in short space he doth an hundred hurt kill maim displace now dudon hears the noise the harm doth see done by rogero yet to him unknown he sees his men displaced and foiled be and by one only man their hurt is grown he takes his horse, and to that end that he may venge these harms or join there to his own, he setteth in his rest a mighty lance to prove himself a Paladin of France. He bids his men in order to retire that of the field they too may have good scope. Rogero, that to rescue did desire his friends and now had put them in some hope and seeing virtuous dudon did aspire in combat hand to hand with him to cope did deem he was the captain chief and guide and with great courage toward him did ride first dudon came but when he nearer came and saw rogero had no spear in sight he cast away his own as counting shame to use advantages in any fight then saith rogero to himself this same is token of a most brave-minded knight and sure, except my name be much amiss, one of the paladines of France he is. Wherefore he minds, ere any more ensue, or any force on either part were done, to learn his name. And, asking him, he knew how that he was the Dane nugero's son. Now, saith good let me know of you, your name, before our combat be begun. Rogero in like sort him satisfied, and so they both each other then defied. Now, Dudon had that axe or iron mace, wherewith he won such fame in many fights as proved him to be of that same race of paladins, so brave and worthy knights. Rogero hath the sword that cuts apace, and frustrateth all charms where'er it lights, so that he had the vantage had he used it, but for that time it seemed he refused it. The cause was this, he was afeard perchance it would offend his loving bradamant, "'for, being skillful in the lines of France, "'he knew that Dudon's mother was her aunt. "'So, though this conquest might his name advance, "'he doubts her love it may not little daunt, "'for Turpin thinks this was the only reason "'that Dudon scaped killing at that season. "'Rogero never foined and seldom strake but flatling, "'and his sword was so good steel, the back so thick, "'as it no hurt did take.' yet oft therewith he made good dude unfeel such thundering knocks as caused his head to ache and made him ready many times to reel but lest much reading may annoy your eyes to lay this book aside i you advise book forty